Hello, and welcome to Turn Left at the Wormhole. I'm Andrew. I'm Josh. And this is our 10th episode. A great achievement in mankind's history, for sure. Uh, Considering our wives both doubted we would ever make one. To be fair, my wife does doubt most everything that I do. And I think your wife is probably the same way. Yeah, and to be fair, um, we doubted we would ever make one. True, true. We spent four months prepping. Yeah, I think four months. months and recorded the first episode six times. Yeah. yeah. And then we scratched it completely and yeah. changed everything. Yeah. So, yeah, but we're back. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, I have, have two scenarios left in the verses. Yeah, this one's going to be pretty outrageous. Uh, Andrew's already devastated because we kind of did pre rolled, so you wouldn't have to yeah. hear us roll. So um, it gets pretty bad. But we'll get to that. We should give a shout out to the person who made that comment. Yeah. I don't know his name, but you know who you are. Yeah, Matt. Watch it, Matt. Um, So big news, though. This has absolutely nothing to do with the podcast, but I wanted to complain about it anyway. Um, So today I'm playing Call of Duty, obviously, as one does, especially since my wife is out of town right now on Valentine's Day. And, um, you know, I prepped for Valentine's Day. I got like a tub of ice cream and everything. And I was very excited about that since that's the only happiness I have right now in my life. And uh, I won a battle royale. So like one out of a hundred, I was the last one to survive. Really incredible moment in my life. Uh, I've never achieved that before. So it was a huge moment. So as I'm going to the freezer to go and eat the ice cream um, in celebration for my victory over all of mankind, I dropped the entire tub of ice cream on the floor of the kitchen it just went face down all of the ice cream came out and like melted onto the floor so it was unsalvageable um my night has been ruined uh effectively other than of course the podcast um but yeah it's um it's been a tough one for josh today so i went out and bought dinner for me and the wife Mm -hmm. and uh they didn't give me the drink oh that's and tough. I didn't remember it until I was halfway home, and I'm like, I don't That's even tough. care anymore. Sounds like I don't a, even care. Sounds like a good Valentine's Day as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, shout they out. Didn't have they didn't have the donuts I wanted. Oof. So I had to settle for second best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was rough. Man, don't get donuts sound good, especially since I didn't get to eat my ice cream. Um. Anyway, we should well, probably it's not like you have to worry about yeah. waking up your wife. So yeah, exactly. Run out afterwards. Oh yeah, you just go to Dunkin' Donuts after this. Um, also, but yes, this is our Valentine's Day special. Yeah. Pro tip: if you go to Dunkin' Donuts after 9 p.m., if they have extra donuts or donut holes, they will hand them out to you for free. So, don't know if anyone's ever done that, but it's something that I have found to be true. Either that. Or the lady at my Dunkin' Donuts likes me. <laughs> One of the two. Because I always end up, I make a lot of midnight runs to Dunkin' Donuts. Um, so but we decided, Valentine's Day, what's the most appropriate way to celebrate that? Oh, By doing something flashy. Oh, is that is this a scenario then? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to get into the scenario. <laughs> the flashiness of this is because it is a black hole. Which, as we all know science knows nearly nothing about um so but every science fiction series or movie yeah. <laughs> will probably reference them or interact with them in some way yeah for sure i mean it's because it's you know the the big mystery item we don't know what it'll do yeah. more than likely just kill us 
Um, so anyway, uh, we're going to get into this. Um, in this scenario, um, we're kind of grinding a little bit here. Um, so there could be several casualties in this episode. So um, we'll go ahead and start reading it. And then Andrew and I will show you what we're going to do and how we solve this or how we would write this episode at least. Okay, here we go. Your crew is making their way through the Gamma Quadrant. All is going well as they welcome the newcomers onto the ship, by the way. Andrew and I both had to pick up some people because last episode we lost a few. May the rest in peace. Leah Dama has died, and I've replaced him with San Anders. And Andrew has, who do you have? Uh, I added Kara Thrace. Not Kara Thrace. Kara Nerese, the Bajoran, because um, Troy died. And I also added, um, where'd it go? Uh, General Gowron. General mm-hmm. Gowron? I mean, eventually, because... like, Emperor. Yeah, Emperor. But we're going with General, because that was what he was primarily. Because I lost Tuvok. Mm-hmm. So, I replaced a Vulcan to cling on. Yeah. That was to, to make all Vulcans cringe. So, anyway... Um, the newcomers are being welcomed onto the ship. Your bridge crew is happily chumming along as they explore the uncharted area. Also, it was pretzel day, so really there was nothing to complain about besides hot mustard. Who seriously in their mind would put hot mustard on a pretzel? We actually had pretzel day at work today. I don't understand it. Hot mustard on a pretzel is disgusting. Um, so You should have the works. Yeah, Michael. If you don't understand that, go watch The Office. (laughs) Okay, so your crew, though, begins to notice that off just to the right of the view screen, there seems to be an increasing number of stars vanishing. At first, the helm makes notice of it and continues on. But as they cruise onward at warp six, the helmsman begins to feel a sudden sluggishness. As As they are about to inform the captain, the science officer shouts, Black hole ahead, captain, and it's growing. As your crew attempts to flee the black hole, the klaxons pierce the walls of the ship, and the entire hole begins to shake like the stomach that's had way too much hot mustard on the pretzel. The science officer, security chief, and helmsman all have their panels fried, jolting them backwards, um, as most all panels do in Star Trek, apparently. And you would think that they would come up for some sort of um, preventative measure to keep panels from exploding on people. but they never do in any show. Yeah, it's unbearable sometimes to yeah. watch um, how many panels. I mean, they must have a stockpile of panels down in the basement of the ship. Um, so anyway, Andrew and I now, uh, this is where we rolled. So we have security chief, science officer, and helmsman. Um, all of them we have to roll to see if they survive. Um, so first, Andrew's going to start. Uh, he has um, data. data. Okay. Data is my science officer, O'Neill's my security chief, and my helmsman is Kareth Race. Who you got, Josh? I have Spock as science, Riker as security, and uh, Hoban Washburn uh, for Firefly as my helmsman. All right, so I rolled. For we pre-rolled. <laughs> Data was first. And you we did our this. normal scale: one to three, they die; four you to did. six, they live. You deserve and this. Data dies. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, Data's brother's still out there. You could still pick him up. I mean, I, mean, I could theoretically but... pick up a B4, too, but it's just not the same. <laughs> because, uh... 
Yeah. And honestly, when we get to the last episode, which not the last episode, the last in this series, my entire strategy was built on having data. <laughs> We've been prepping for this. Thank you, Jake, for the idea. But oh, you need a data. <laughs> um, so I had uh, Spock as science, Riker as security, and Wash as uh, Helm. So uh, Spock survives with a five, but both Riker and Washburn are blown to smithereens from their exploding panel. Once again, a tragic oversight by Starfleet. Um, in the construction of their ships. Also, they have steel beams that fall out of the sky for no reason. Nowhere on a ship do you see a steel beam. But I guarantee you, any time that there's a ship that is, like, stranded or a ship that's about to blow up, they have a steel beam jutting out of the side of the, the hole when it's oh, yeah. about to hit someone. So, Definitely. Um, tough loss well, there with Data. O'Neill and Kara both made it. Yeah. So, at least I have. You said, you said at the beginning, all, the only one that matters is Data. <laughs> yeah yeah famous last words um so now um so that's kind of what happened to our crew so now what what's going to happen is andrew's going to explain how his crew survives this or what they would do to survive this or how he would write this episode of the show if it were to happen which we both know it will not but if it were what would you do well they would have to find something strong enough to push the ship away that would not destroy the ship like in the uh, new star trek movie when they detonated the warp core i'm pretty sure the warp core detonating would mm-hmm. um blow up the ship mm-hmm. so they they, w- they have to figure out a way to collapse this black hole just completely stop it and Star Trek is great with the technical jargon. I I'm not, <laughs> but they seven of nine, and Janeway being incredible scientists, along with Montgomery Scott, figure out a way to implode a warp core, not not explode, but implode it inside the black hole which would then close the accretion disk the top of it so it wouldn't pull anything in so as Mm -hmm. long as you weren't all the way in you'd be fine and it would just cease to exist Hmm. problem is it has to be done manually because of the time dilation that they believe exists there and you have to have an incredible pilot to do this and you need an engineer to help do it so Kara Thrace Mm. and Montgomery Scott. No, you're going to kill two of them? What is your problem? It was always... It was. It had to happen. <laughs> Get on the Alpha Flyer. I'm sorry, the Delta Flyer. And... Which is the shuttlecraft on Voyager, for those who don't know. And fly it into the black hole. And collapse the... Warp core. It stops the black hole, but they both die. Mm. Tragic. Yes. Tragic. I lost three people. Well, that was your own fault. So <laughs> it's, we kind of gravitate, I think, to similar things, but I think that's just because it's um, you know kind of normal. Um, I don't know what you would call it. Um, 
every science fiction show does it all the time. Um, but whenever there's a black hole, they either have to collapse it or they have to find something to propel them out of it. Um, and once again, like Andrew said, collapsing or like discharging a warp core and destroying it definitely would destroy a ship. So there's a very good chance that that wouldn't work. So um, what I believe my crew would do um, and Jadzia would be the one that would come up with this because she is probably besides Jordy, um, one of the sharpest people on the entire ship. Um, so I would see that Jadzia and um, <laughs> you're just, <laughs> if you hear Andrew's clicking, he's aggressively clicking that all of these people are dead. <laughs> This is all in the recording. You can literally hear like every aggressive click. Like, go ahead, Josh. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's so petty. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Jadzia though comes up with the idea that yes, they can destroy a load of photon torpedoes, and that would be enough to propel the ship. However, without damaging the ship they would need some sort of barrier in between. So sending out the Serenity full of photon torpedoes and all other devices that they could, they send that out into the black hole, activate the, um, the shields to kind of give a little bit of a barrier between the uh, ship and the explosion. What they do is destroy or destroy the Serenity um, but it requires Jadzia to sacrifice herself and manually do it. So it would propel the ship out, saving everyone. But I would say this with a caveat. I do think Jean-Luc Picard would actually be the one that would want to pilot the shuttle, but Jadzia would knock him out or something and hop on it right at the last second, and Jean-Luc would cry quietly in the corner at the end and then drink cold Earl Grey tea in sorrow for Jadzia. Fair enough. Man, this has been a tough week. Tough it was week. A bad week. First, the ice cream incident. The drink incident. <laughs> no, not this. <laughs> Data, Riker, Jadzia. Jadzia is probably one of my favorite characters. I can't Scorpio. believe you killed Scotty off. I mean, we're really losing some of the, the fan favorites. But I think these are probably the people who are most likely to sacrifice themselves. So I do I think Worf would. Involved yeah, I think Worf. And a pilot. Yeah, and that's why Jet Z, I feel like, is the only one that fit yeah. for my crew without sending two people. I, I, I might have been able to get away with Janeway, but she's not as strong of a pilot. That's the thing. I needed a pilot for it first. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Jedzia's a little more valuable yeah. because she has all that. It's like nine different people. Um, Ugh, this is awful. <laughs> but on a brighter note, it'll probably be worse next it's time. It's going to be a lot worse next time. There's we so much blood. We have our face-off with the board. Yeah. Um, if you uh, have it, so right now, go over to the Twitter page. We actually need to put a poll up like right now. But go over to the Twitter page and vote on that. But seriously, next week... Nearly everyone in the crew has a chance of dying, so make sure you listen oh, yeah. to that episode. I say it's more than gr- greater chance; it's it's really good yeah. chance. Yeah, and then we'll also be discussing next week maybe like Borg versus Tribbles, um, 
there is a strong possibility that Tribbles are more of a threat to the Galaxy than the Borg. But we'll get into that as well. But go over to the Twitter poll and vote right now and uh, let us know what you think, what scenario you would like to see on television, or whose voice you even like better, you know? Um, R.I.P. Data. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Well, that's what you get for killing off O'Brien, so. You're just still bitter about the tacos. Until the day I die, Andrew. This episode of Turn Left at the Wormhole is brought to you in part by Borg Insurance. Resistance is futile. You know, we really should start looking at getting like a a sponsor from, I don't know, is there an ice cream company that would sponsor us? Oh, that's what, oh, we need to get, that's who we need to get, Dippin' Dots, because they always showed themselves or like back in the day is like the space uh whatever it is you remember man dipping dots are so good i don't know but that's the that's the thing that's missing from theme parks nowadays and they're so expensive but man they really need to bring back dipping dots in a big way or we could do some insurance company you know these (laughs) ships have to be insured that yeah that's actually the big thing andrew and i are wanting to talk to everyone about now is insurance um pretty serious uh, discussion, especially if you don't have life insurance. Um, mm-hmm. You need to look into getting that. But specifically tonight, we want to talk about um, Decepticons and Autobots, obviously, yeah. um, and what type of insurance they have. This is actually something that I've been discussing at work and uh, believe it or not, a very heated topic yeah. amongst work professionals. Um, so really, it all boils down to this. If you're a Decepticon or an Autobot, or really, at this point, any sort of being that has mechanical parts, should you invest in uh, insurance for like life insurance or accidental death and dismemberment insurance, and then potentially car insurance? You know, like what do you get? Because it has to fit with what you are. And I have a theory as to how we break this do down. You buy an extended warranty. Yeah. True. True. Um, most things are covered for so long so like data what's his warranty mm-hmm. and also you hear the whole phrase as soon as you drive the car off the lot it loses um you know like what is it like 20 percent of its value I think it's close to 50 percent. yeah you work you work for dealership don't you so like well i don't work on that side of it. but like yeah but i mean yeah, it loses like its value. With, yeah so it loses its value so an autobot then do they have like an internal complex about that that as soon as as soon as someone touches them, they instantly lose their value. I don't think they would because they can scan a new car and oh, okay. become the new thing. So, gotcha. But I mean, what's the lifespan of an Autobot? I mean, how mm-hmm. old is Optimus Prime and Bumblebee? Oof. I mean, he's got to be relatively old because you look at like the '60s when they sent out the one thing for Dark Side of the Moon, like back in the '60s or whatever. So he's at least probably approaching because they were already like dormant for years before that so you're probably talking at least well over 100 years oh yeah and that's why that's why i'm thinking you know the lifespan of a autobot septicon transformer whatever you want to call them it's going to be hundreds of years Mm -hmm. easily Mm -hmm. so if they're getting life insurance which you know obviously you recommend especially with a line of work they're in sure um I would recommend term life. Yeah, I mean, better rate for sure. Life at a 
at the age of like going to 500 my goodness yeah. you're gonna spend a lot in premiums yeah it's it's too policy. much and i mean like term you know you might be thinking that term is a bad idea um because you know you're just throwing money away or something like that whereas like whole life you can take a policy that's going to turn into eventually like an investment i'm telling you right now whole life is worse there's no way now decepticons sure i could see them buying into that because they're decepticons they got more money and they're just and they're just foolish like they just make bad decisions so they're going to go obviously with whole life i think though that if you're an autobot you have to stick with term um it just makes more fiscal sense um but this is what and and i think you would agree with me any sentient being would have to invest though in life insurance um now because it's yeah and see that's that's where i think it's different i don't think they can invest in health insurance because i feel like at that point you need car insurance or accidental death and dismemberment insurance um and maybe a mixture of the two because car insurance say they have to get any sort of uh you know wiring fixed or anything that's going to fall more in line with like uh, you know, mechanics. So, um, but if it's talking about the actual being's life, it's going to have to be life insurance because at that point you're protecting their assets and their family. You're not protecting the wear and tear on them. Say, and you're not covering all the wear and tear of like, you know, a, a transformer driving down the highway. You're not covering right. the tires. Right. But once again, whereas if it was health insurance, you might be able to say, yeah, because it's preventative care. You fix the tires and the shocks don't go the shocks don't go you know you have other problems down the line steering but, columns and all that but then also like so yes they can scan and everything and this is obviously um you know specific to transformers but they can scan and immediately upgrade their system right so like say that bumblebee's tires are wearing a little thin and uh, he's not going to get much of a trade-in value for that. So w- you would think that he would probably just scan another identical car if he could find one, and boom, instantly his, uh, you know, his tires are brand new again. Presuming that the tires are upgradable and they're not just Autobot shoes. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. And that's another debate for another day. Yeah, that but is. I, um... I, I am saying though, you know, company like like Geico would be all over creating some <laughs> health auto thing. I'm just picturing those commercials with the Geico Gecko being an Autobot that like walks in is talking about how they've been around for, I don't know, this is probably at least 25 years in the future. So at least 125 years at this point. And then instead of like getting in his car to drive away, he turns into a little airplane and flies away. Mm-hmm. And I it's, mean, it's like a tagline. We protect them. So they protect you. Yeah. Hashtag. I mean, I don't know, car and death insurance. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's definitely, it would be a good Super Bowl halftime ad. Oh, you definitely. For sure. Um, so really, that just begs the question then, um, when will we see beings from other planets come to Earth? Um, well, and then I think a good follow-up question is, once we see them, how long until they perform halftime at the Super Bowl? Ooh. And then, because you remember, actually, there was this old commercial for, like, FIFA. Um, they What they did is robots started to become, like, players, and then robots eventually took over the game, and it wasn't interesting, so people didn't watch it anymore. 
and then like Ronaldo and Tim Howard and whatever, they come out and they, they, it's like the human team beats the robots in the world cup and everyone's happy and they drink a Coke or something like that. that Um, so you do wonder eventually will we will we all be replaced by robots? I mean, they're already replacing umpires in baseball and football with robots or video cameras at the very least. Um, I'm so just imagining an Autobot in the NFL at, at like running back. Now, see, I would watch for sure. I would watch NFL or like robot football. Yeah, because you think like. There's no pass interference. I would suggest. I would assume there's no pass interference because no, how much would you want to see? Yeah, how much would you want to see some robot just get his head torn off? As long like, as they're not sentient, like data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. You know, you don't want it to be too, you know, gory or no anything. concussions. I mean, man, but yeah, if I I want to see a Khalil Mack type type of robot just tear into a Blake Bortles robot. Um, you guys missed out on uh, you guys missed out on the quarterback from Baltimore. Yeah, we, just, we do Star Trek podcast This is anyway. Yeah, we really in the future. We really got off There's topic. Baseball so, and DS Nine. Yeah, it is true. Um, Lots of man, baseball. that would yeah, that'd be a really good sport to catch up on. I'd watch so many games. I just go to like one game a day. Um, Anyway, though, um, so, yeah, I do think um, if you don't have life insurance, definitely something to check out. But then also, if you are a Decepticon, I think at this point, you've really got to be starting to rethink your life because you know that once you get to Earth, we're going to see three. You know, obviously, the Autobots are going to come and and beat you up and we're going to help them um, until we turn on them because, you know, we're humans and we're pretty bad about making those decisions apparently doing the x-men too yeah it doesn't make sense save the day save the day save the day you know what yeah no thanks same thing with jack bauer how come they always think jack bauer is the terrorist yeah he's the only guy fighting them this is one thing like a common cinema trope almost is like the whole if you're the hero for too long you live long enough to see yourself become the villain which yeah, that's nice, but I feel like most of the time, the only reason that that's there is because they don't know how to take that character anymore. So, like, they're like, well, we've got to make him interesting somehow because we've already addressed it in two movies. So now we've got to make him seem unlikable somehow in this one. So I Except feel like that's. in the Dark Knight when they yeah. had to turn Harvey into Two-Face because that's who he is. He is yeah. Two-Face. And that one, that one was, that was, feels like the only serious moral conundrum um, that, uh, that happened there. But anyway. Um, Do superheroes get health insurance and life insurance? Who's yeah, I wonder, man. I mean, someone I mean, would definitely call her. Someone, someone would let Superman in because, I mean, talk about yeah, a physical yeah. specimen Plus, literally, the only thing that can destroy him is a rock from another planet. If I'm an insurance provider, I'm thinking, yeah, that's something I'm going to take him up on. Because you think, he's Superman. He's so valuable to the world. That guy would pay through the nose for premiums to help Lois Lane, um, you know, keep her house after he dies. So, but I don't know. know. They'd be rated like crazy. Sure. Like, what would Batman be paying? Yeah, Batman. Batman would have some pretty tough ones, but at that point, he's well, so already he's kind of beneficiary. He would he would already be self insured though. Bruce Wayne is because he's like so wealthy. He doesn't Not really Bruce need Wayne. insurance. Batman. 
Batman. But he doesn't really need insurance because his alter ego, Bruce Wayne... But people don't know that, so he has to pretend he's not super rich. So he would have to at least have some sort of shell corporation to operate the money out of or have insurance just for Batman. But man, how awesome of of an insurance card would that be? You roll up to the ER and you give them an insurance card that says, Batman. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, I, man. That'd be a sweet passport. Impressive. Yeah. Why do you want to come here? I'm Batman. Oh, oh, I don't oh. need a reason. How did I not think of mentioning this? An episode of Dr. Phil. Did you see that? There's this guy that dresses up and thinks he's Batman. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that you would ask if I watched Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you watch Jeopardy every night. You, how? Yeah, you, I would assume you would watch Dr. Phil. That's compelling television. You think Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune aren't compelling television? No, Dr. Phil is. Yes, Dr. Phil is awesome. It's just nothing but like loony people just talking about like their problems. But like, uh, no joke, if you haven't watched it, go over to YouTube and look up the video. The guy thinks he's Batman and um, is, I, I feel sad for him and his fiance. They got engaged and the next day he started wearing a Batman costume. And, um, yeah, the his fiance is like it has definitely put a strain on our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would guess so. Um, and my wife gets mad at me because I walk around in a Superman costume. Chill, babe. Like <laughs> it's not too bad. It's not a Batman mask. Oh goodness. So, um, man, that the conversation really went all over the place. But I think we addressed a more important issue. Um, take care of yourself and get insurance because you know, you never know when you're going to go. So uh-huh. <laughs> this is a weird episode. <laughs> it is. But no, next, <laughs> the next episode, I was going to say next week, let's be real. We don't know when we're making the next one. Next when the next month. one comes out, next it's going to be good. At least by next month. Can we say that? Yeah. Oh, that's the 14th. I mean, we've got like another two weeks and then, It'll be the next month. So, yeah, we're talking probably like the first or second, maybe. Whatever. We'll, we'll get one out there. March. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, but go over to the Twitter page now and vote. And once again, go support our sponsor. I don't know. Who is it? Funnings? Are we still doing Funnings thing? No. <laughs> okay. We're not going to have a segment there this week. Let's just be real. Eh, we'll do one. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. See you next week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>